time for the Vintage Truth Podcast with best-selling author and Bible teacher, Jeff Kinley. Okay, it's Friday, it's uh, December, and we're talking about uh, celebrity Christians in an age of correctness. And uh, before we jump into this thing, I uh, just want you to know that a lot of people have uh, <clears throat> have been ordering uh, my new book, Uncovering the Secrets of Bible Prophecy. Uh, just recently uh, reached the number four spot in Prophecies on, on Amazon, and uh, the book is um, an amazing little collection of uh, helping you have some basic discernment about the times in which we live and uh, how do how, how does prophecy impact our lives today and how do we uh, in this age that we live in how, <clears throat> how do we take prophecy and use it as a way to convince others about the truthfulness of God's word and of Jesus Christ in his soon return so uh, so much in there how to how to recognize false prophets how to how to crack the bible code how to understand scripture for yourself there's so much in there for you I really want you to get a copy uh, run to Amazon and order your copy today okay so we're talking about this whole idea of celebrity Christians in an age of, of correctness. And and uh, I, th- I think probably one of the reasons why we're doing this is because it's important for us to recognize when things happen and people say things, um, we don't just let them slide and just say, ah, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. You know, it, it can be a big deal. And in this case, I believe it is. We're talking about the reasons why someone would give <clears throat> such an answer as a uh, uh, this lovely Christian singer did uh, concerning homosexuality, uh, like this pastor, not recent, famous pastor, did recently concerning abortion. And um, this is not an attack on them personally. You know, that, see, that same kind of spirit is the same kind of spirit that says if you disagree with someone who's a, a homosexual, for example, that you automatically hate them. You know, you're automatically being judgmental towards them. <clears throat> You know, can you imagine a, um, a football player walking off the field and the coach says, hey, come over here a second. Hey, when you run that route next time, you need to cut right instead of left. You cut left, and that's why the, the quarterback threw the ball on the other side of the field. You should have cut right. What are you judging me for, coach? You're just judgmental. You're mean. You hate me. No, I'm trying to help you score, Okay. So that's that's you know that's an improper response, really an an infantile uh, adolescent response. We want to respond biblically. So we said the first reason why people would do this would be they're just ignorant of the Bible. They're complete and and people are ignorant of the Bible, uh, but surely they're not this ignorant of the Bible. So I, I don't believe it's just pure ignorance. That would be uh, <clears throat> that would be alarming, you know, at at the, at the least. If a famous uh, New York City pastor uh, said, basically, just I, I don't know if the abortion's wrong, you know, who am I to say I'm not God? The I'm not God answer is is only reserved for things that are true mysteries. Okay, you can say I'm not God. We know you're not God, by the way, but you can say that about things that are truly mysteries that no one really knows about. But when God specifically says things in black and white in the Bible, you can't use the I'm not God argument. You know, you can't say, I don't know. So ignorance is not a good one. So there's a second reason why people would do something like that. The second reason is because of fear. Quite frankly, fear. Say fear of what? Well, fear of man. Fear of man. You know, the truth of God is a threat to mankind. 
I mean, you think of the, the, the truths that you and I find in Scripture, they're, they're pretty much a threat to the sin nature. I mean, even the love of God. I mean, that's a threat. When you say, well, God loved you so much, he gave you. Well, that love leads somewhere. Where does it lead? It leads to Jesus on a cross. It leads to him dying and resurrecting. It leads to now there's a decision you have to make for yourself to die and to bow before the one who hung on that cross. So just by, oh, God loves you. So what? God, God loves you, period. No, God loves you because he wants to lead you to his son, Jesus Christ. That's where the love leads. So even God's love ultimately is a massive threat to a person's ego. But so people have a fear of disappointing people. You know, people will lie to you because they're afraid to disappoint you. Uh, people have a fear in, in our day and age. They have a fear of offending people. I think that might be kind of where a lot of this is being driven. Kind of the source of a lot of this is people are just afraid of of um, of, of offending other people. But, but let's let's ask this question. When you're afraid to say something because you're afraid it might offend someone, what are you really saying? Are you really saying, I'm afraid that they will disagree with the truth that God speaks of in his word? Are you really afraid of them being offended by that? Is that, <clears throat> is that a legitimate fear? Do you really care if people are, are offended by the truth of God? Isn't that God's job to take care of that? And isn't it our job to simply speak what God says, what actually are they offended by? And, and what part of them is offended? I'll tell you, it's the sin nature part. If, if you tell someone, you know, you're okay, you'll always be okay, don't ever change, well, that's not offensive to anybody. But that's not the gospel. The gospel is you're in deep doo-doo with God. You're in deep trouble with God. And you have to submit to what God says that you must do in order to be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to work for it. Accept his free gift. It's the grace that, that a lot of these singers sing about. Accept the grace. But to accept the grace, you're going to have to die. <laughs> that's, that's the caveat. That, that's the, the hitch there. So when people say, I'm afraid of offending others, well, well what do you mean? I mean... If, if you're saying something that's untrue or unfair about them, then yeah, if you're just saying, well, I think all the people that aren't Christians are just ugly people. They're ugly. They're just ugly people. Well, that is offensive. I mean, why do you want to say that about people? I mean, you don't want to be offensive by being racist. You don't want to be offensive by being uh, sexist. You don't want to be offensive by saying things that are untrue about someone or spreading a rumor about someone that that's offensive but simply to share the truth of what god says in his word i mean yeah that's going to be offensive to some people but your fear of offending them will paralyze you well good thing you're not a doctor because you have to say offensive things to people all the time like the doctor who told my father when his lung collapsed many years ago well, mr kinley you're going to have to give up your 50 year, 50 plus year habit of smoking constantly, or you're going to die. 
of lung cancer and of emphysema. That's an offensive thing to say to a smoker, a lifestyle smoker. It's got to go. Guess what? He quit smoking and lived, you know, I don't know, 40 years longer than that. So we can't be afraid of offending people, but we don't want to be offensive in the way that we share those things. You know, you can be mean and share good things with someone. You know, a doctor could have come in the room and said, Mr. Kinley, I can't believe you smoke like you do. You sinner. You know, he said, Mr. Kinley, here's the deal. I got some good news. I got some bad news, you know, and he shared it with him. And the good news is you get to live longer. Well, guess what? That's the same kind of spirit that we bring to people. It's not a mean-spirited thing. I'll talk more about that in just a little bit. There's also the fear of alienating people. I Oh, if I tell them the truth, I might alienate them from God, and we could lose them. We could lose them. Here's where that comes from. That comes from not understanding your proper role in this whole reaching out to the world thing. You see, you and I, Jeff Kinley and you, we're not that important in reaching the world. Now, God has commanded us to go tell and to tell the truth with love. And you think that because you tell the truth that, 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 you're, that they're going to be lost from the kingdom and God's going to one day say, if you just hadn't told them my truth, I could have saved them. With what? My truth? Oh, yeah. No, that's not the way this works. You can't just say, well, I'm just going to withhold the truth, telling them a very uncomfortable, inconvenient truth so that I can keep them as my friend or keep them in, in, in a close proximity to me so they don't think I hate them. They'll think I hate them if I tell them the truth. Is that really your responsibility? Is it really your responsibility to manipulate their hearts and their minds and their emotions in such a way that you always keep them thinking that they're loved by you? Now, they are loved by you, but you can't always control that. You know, in raising three boys, there are times when I told them very difficult things. And in, the, in that moment, it didn't really matter to me whether or not in that moment they cared or thought that I loved them in that second. Because I knew overall they knew that I loved them. I knew they'd get over it because of the relationship. But I still had to tell them some uncomfortable things sometimes. I had to tell them the truth. So people, you know, Christians in our evangelism and reaching others and reaching out to the world, we think, oh, we don't want to alienate them by telling them what God says. Let's, let's hide that part of Christianity and let's, let's sneak in with the gospel and give them this syrupy little gospel that, that you, nothing has to change in your life eventually. God won't, God won't mess with your sin. He'll let you keep it. It's okay. And then all of a sudden they, they get into the, to the word after they, you know, supposedly believe in Jesus and they find out you've been lying to them. You held back the truth. It was a bait and switch. And that's when people feel used, by the way. You want to make people feel used in evangelism? Then hold back the truth. Don't be afraid of losing your friends because you tell them the truth. They're not your friends if they if they leave you. Just because you told them the truth. That's what a real friend does. Real friend doesn't lie for their friends. A real friend tells them the truth. So if you really love someone, tell them what God actually says and leave the results to the Holy Spirit, who, by the way, loves them more than you do. 
and who has the power to change their heart more than you do and has the ability to convict their heart of that sin more than you do. So why not leave that to the Holy Spirit? You know, we live in, a, uh, in an age where, where friendship worship today and, and peer, this peer-to-peer depend, dependence thing is just out of control. And Jesus says in Matthew 10, 37, you come to me, you better love me more than you love your friends, your family, your wife, your husband, your sons, daughters, and even your own life. And if you're not willing to do that, Jesus said, pack your bags. You're, you're not worthy, he says, to be my disciple. He said the same thing in Luke 14, 26. Another fear, not just the fear of man, the fear of offending, the fear of alienation and losing friends, the fear of per- being perceived as judgmental. We talked about that. We're, we're so afraid that people will think we're judgmental. Newsflash, okay? Now, listen to what I'm about to tell you. This is going to be a revelatory truth, even though it's not that profound, okay? People with sin-filled minds, depraved hearts, darkened understandings in the world are pretty much always going to understand when you declare the truth about God in his word, they're pretty much always going to perceive that as being judgmental. Okay? There you go. You say, well, well, that's not fun. Okay, so here's the deal. <clears throat> and, and I can say this because I've had thousands of conversations with people about this. When you, when you have a relationship with, with someone, you can tell them something that's, that's uh, uncomfortable for them. And they may feel uncomfortable. And they may get a twinge of that, he's judging me. You know what? You're, you're going to be okay in that relationship because you've you developed a, a a friendship with them now sometimes i'll say things from a stage or when i'm speaking or whatever and there'll be people that'll, that'll radically disagree with me i don't know them they don't know me you know they just think well he, he's on stage and i'm out here you know sitting in this chair and he just said something that i really disagree with okay that's cool but i'm not in charge of that i am charged of my attitude and my motivation and I'm not out to, you know, offend anyone, neither are you. But I'm not afraid of that, and nor should you be. Folks, we live in a world that hates the gospel. The world hates Jesus. If Jesus came today, if Jesus came today, he would not be hipster Jesus that just, you know, kind of caved into all the world's societal mores and values and just say, hey, everybody's cool, do what you want to do, you know, it's okay, all this stuff. Jesus would be just as radical today as he was today. In fact, even more so because we've condoned the very things in the, that the Bible, his word, Jesus' word, condemns. We're condoning these things in our society. And so if Jesus were to come today, you would not want him walking into our churches because he would uh, clean house is what he'd be doing. And not not just cleaning house of, of those legalists which they need their clocks clean too and those people who truly are mean-spirited and judgmental they do exist okay but he'd be cleaning the houses uh the churches of those of those people that just want to just rake in the world's values and adopt them as their own the same thing the children of israel did when they entered the land god says excise all that evil out before you know as you go in 
And they just adopted all these other gods. And we're doing the same thing. Oh, boy. Okay, so anyway, there's the fear of being perceived as judgmental. Don't have that fear. Listen, you tell God's truth. And, and they're, they're going to think you're judgmental. Okay, that's okay. But if they know you, and if you say it with love, you have a better chance of the Holy Spirit using that and overcoming that type of thing. Here's another thing. Another reason why someone would give such a lame answer. Uh, the third reason is because they're of unwillingness, not just ignorance of the scripture or fear of man, but just simple unwillingness. They're just willfully disobedient to what they already know the word of God says. And only they and God know that, okay? I don't know that. I don't know whether they're disobedient or not. I don't know why someone who, who stands before a congregation and opens the word of God would say on, on national television, would not answer the question about whether or not slaughtering unborn children is wrong, morally evil and wrong. I, I don't know. But one reason could be willful disobedience. They may have a false belief about moral values. Some of these Christians out here actually don't think homosexuality is wrong. In fact, in fact, the radio DJ who interviewed this young girl, you know what he came out to say? He said, you know, I don't know why you're getting on her case so much. You know, I know that Moses believed it was wrong, homosexuality. I know that Paul believed it was wrong, but you know what? They didn't get it, always get it right. What? They didn't always get it right? Well, if they didn't get it right about homosexuality, what else didn't they get right? What else were they wrong about? The deity of Jesus? The inspiration of scripture? Salvation by grace through faith alone? Maybe they got that wrong too. Maybe Moses got the wrong Ten Commandments. Maybe he picked up the wrong tablets that morning. Whoa. You know, you start chipping away at the integrity of the scripture. My friend, you have nothing to base your faith on. You just begin to cherry pick what you want to believe. So, I mean, yeah, so now we got DJs who, who claim to be Christians, and maybe this person is, but they're just simply ignorant. They're grossly ignorant about what the Bible says. But anyway, one of the reasons is willful disobedience. They have false belief about moral issues, or they just simply refuse to, to believe what Scripture says because what Scripture says, quite frankly, is very unpopular in this world. Have you noticed that? If you believe the Bible you're marginalizing yourself. You're not going to win popularity contests by believing the Bible. You're not. They're going to kick you out of the government leadership of your school or your college. You're going to get shouted down. They're going to crucify you on social media. My friends, this is, we live in a very vitriol, hostile world against Christians. And what we want to do is to share the love and the truth of Jesus Christ with everyone that God gives us an opportunity to do that with. And when you or I will put on a platform to say something, it doesn't mean we always have to, you know, say praise Jesus after every sentence. But when asked a specific question about a, the, one of the most basic, fundamental human truths, as displayed in God's word, you can't run from that. You can't sidestep that. You can't dodge that. You can't say, I'm not God, so I don't know. If you've been in Sunday school, if you've opened the Bible for more than a week, 
you know what the truth is about that. Hey, I want to wrap up next time with some final thoughts about this. And, and really, again, I want, this, I want these guys to win, okay? But I'll give you some final thoughts on the next Vintage Truth Podcast. Until then, stay safe and stay close to the word. God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Truth Podcast. Please subscribe and share with a friend. For more about Jeff's ministry, go to jeffkinley.com.